0: So, welcome back to our next episode of the Let's Chat Derbyshire podcast, where we talk about mental health, suicide prevention, and neurodiversity. I'm Luke, and I work in the Derbyshire Public Health Mental Health and Suicide Prevention team. We hope you're doing well, and today we're lucky enough to be joined by Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Round of> <sighs> yeah. Crowd <Crap> goes wild. <laughs> where we're going to be talking about young people's mental health and the amazing George Bird Foundation. So, if you've not already, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and like and subscribe to the podcast. So, just before Ellie introduces herself, we just want to do a little check-in. How are you doing out of 10?
1: Hmm, out of 10, I'd probably say about a 6. 6?
0: Six. That's, that's quite strong, though.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. It's a bit of a slog to get out of bed this morning, yeah. you know, when it's so dark.
0: It's horrible, isn't it's it? It's
1: just like... Yeah. not the vibe but no I'm okay how are you doing? I'm
0: not bad yeah yeah all right this, this is the first time I've left the house to come to the office since Christmas so oh, that was hard that was hard yeah <laughs> early start yeah yeah, yeah. to be yeah, fair
1: no. this is the first time I've come out for yeah. like a meeting I've been at home Don't since so yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's been a nice wake-up call this yes. morning and
0: we're both rocking the cardies so I think yeah the granny cardigans yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> old man and old lady yeah. let's go Woo! talking about young yeah, people, young people. <laughs>
0: Lovely. So, I think it's best to start off with, if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about what the George Bird Foundation does.
1: Yeah, okay. So, um, at the George Bird Foundation, uh, our main thing that we do is we run free singing and songwriting sessions for young people aged 11 up to 24. Um, It's just a safe space for kids to come. I say kids, some of them are like similar (laughs) age to me, but they're all kids to me. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently I'm still a child. So uh, yeah, just for young people to come, have just a safe, all inclusive space just to be themselves, let out their emotions, you know, singing, such a good way to help your mental health, boost creativity, releases endorphins in your brain, feel good chemicals and just makes you feel good. Um, And yeah, so really safe space for young people to come and just have fun and make new friends who are kind of in a similar position to them.
0: That's lovely, that sounds great. And you know, we've heard, us as a team, I'm speaking. You know, the the young people from the choir sing mm-hmm. many times, and it's great. Um, and I think even just over these last few years of me being in the role I'm doing, seeing how some of them have progressed, yeah, it's just so nice to see.
1: Absolutely, I think it's. Um, I, I was looking back at one of the first videos of our carol concerts we mm. did three years ago to the one we've just done, yeah. and the progression and the confidence kind of from that first concert and also grown in numbers as yeah. well, which is really nice. It's just, it's just amazing it's to great. see. It's I good. love it,
0: yeah. And they're just just seeing the confidence grow as well is yeah. just incredible. How did it come about? Obviously, it's a great cause, but it was off on the back of something that's not too great. Yes,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> not, not the nicest story, no. but um, so seven, six years ago, nearly seven, Um, I was out in Cyprus working with my best friend, uh, performing as singers, but unfortunately, the day after, uh, two days after we got there, um, Georgia, my best friend, took her own life, and I was the one that found her. Um, Obviously, it was a really, really difficult time for me. I'd never really experienced any sort of mental health issues apart from like a little bit of social anxiety up until that point. Um, I only kind of knew what Georgia had told me, what she was experiencing, but also it was very unexpected at the time. Mm. Um, I was completely on my own, very kind of lost, didn't really know who to turn to. Um, I decided to stay in Cyprus, which was just the decision that I made at the time, because I went into fight or flight mode. Carried on singing, performing, because that the same night uh, I went to a show and performed that night after being at the police station for several hours. Um, And then... Uh, yeah, I came home in November and that's when I kind of really started to struggle, I isolated myself away and mm. a lot of questions going around in my head and thinking, I need some help. I don't really know where to go. And I went to my GP and they gave me a list of local groups and I did go to one <laughs> and it was, um, bear in mind, I was 20 at the time. yeah, uh, And everybody was over the age of 65 at that group and it was kind of like a talking circle ah. about mental health and I just wasn't in a position where I was ready to do that yeah. um, and there really was nothing for young people um, out there that I could find that I related to that I wanted to do that I wanted to get involved with so I thought I was just going to do something myself. Um, to start with I I didn't know what I wanted to do um, so then I just kind of came up with a few ideas and then set on the idea of setting up um, a choir or a young people's music group because me and Georgia were both singers, singing, like I said before, such a good way to help your mental health and uh, want to share that experience with other young people. Mm. And I believe everybody can sing. When people come to me and say, oh, but I can't sing, I'm like, yes, you can, you can <laughs> sing. I believe everybody can sing. Um, and yeah, it's uh, that's kind of how it all started yeah. really. So I just said, I found a venue um, and just kind of said, it out on social media. I'm, I'm doing this group, and yeah, it kind of just built from there.
0: It's nice how you've, you know, turned a really tragic, awful time of your life into such a positive. Thanks. Do you think singing in Cyprus helped you get through that initial stage, or was it more you just turning blind yeah. to it and trying to ignore what happened? I
1: think probably a bit of both. Yeah. Because it, it was a good distraction. Mm. Um, in a sense of I was still doing the job that I initially thought that I loved. Yeah. Um, And I think the more that I did it, the more I fell out of love with singing because I was doing yeah. it. I was there and I wasn't doing it with my best friend like I'd planned to do. Um, I think for the first couple of months I was okay because I was just kind of in that, I'm just getting up, going to work, yeah. coming back. And that's kind of was like my yeah. routine. And for a while that was, that was fine for mm-hmm. me. I was happy to do that. And it, didn't really acknowledge in my head you know oh, I'm not really socializing and I'm not really going out and seeing people or doing other things and um, when I'm in this beautiful country yeah. <laughs> on this beautiful island with so much to do and I'm literally just going from my apartment to my gig and coming home mm-hmm. repeat repeat yeah. occasionally a food shop yeah. <laughs> okay um but yeah and I think the, the last few months I kind of realized oh this isn't fun anymore I'm not enjoying this mm-hmm. um So, yeah, it was more of a kind of just an initial shock response, I think, just kind of trying to push it down. And I think because I was in another country as well, even though it happened over there, because I wasn't with any of my family or friends who also knew Georgia, I wasn't, you know... I was getting a lot of Facebook messages, people phoning me asking, what happened? How did you do mm. it? What, what, And I wasn't in a position where I wanted to answer Sad. those questions or ready to. Yeah. So for me, being away from it all kind of felt like a bit of a relief because I didn't have to face up to the people. Mm. And it wasn't until I came home, I was like, oh, everybody's here now. I kind of have to deal yeah. with these conversations that I probably wasn't ready for, but knew that I had mm. to go through at some point.
0: I guess it was quite nice in a way that you could ignore them. For yeah, a bit of them, I guess really cuz mm. it is hard isn't it you know It is hard. You've lost your best friend that you're be- you know you've been best friends for a long time. Oh since you we were born. Yeah. You know our, fr- our
1: mums were friends um before we were born and yeah. then um we were we were born 8 weeks apart. Mm. We went to the same primary school. Uh, like always at each other's houses constantly. And then she moved to America though with her family when she was seven. Mm. But we stayed in contact via email because social, media- <laughs> social media social yep. media wasn't the thing back then. Yep. But when we were thirteen we found each other on Instagram, which was really cool. That's and then we started Skyping each other for like hours and hours and hours. Oh, wow. Um and then oh but her obviously her accent had completely changed yeah. so she got this full thick <laughs> Virginia American <laughs> accent. I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> um but yes um we turned out to be like completely opposite kind of people yeah so she's very like outgoing and party animal i was very i'm gonna stay home drink tea in bed with a book kind of person but we just worked so well together we were always there for each other and you know we we made sure we called each other at least once a week. And yeah, it was it was just a really beautiful friendship. Mm. And then she came over to England to surprise me for my 18th birthday, because oh wow. she turned 18 before me. So she was yeah. allowed to fly on her own um, when she turned 18. And she came back to surprise me, which is such a lovely memory That's that beautiful, yeah. I'll always remember. Mm and yeah when i got the opportunity in cyprus um knowing that she's a singer as well and we used to uh, we used to do the cup song
0: <laughs> we used to do the
1: cup song yeah. but on skype together oh, um, and it great. didn't work cuz there was a massive lag <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. ridiculous that so cool but that was one of the first things um we did when we got together is we recorded a video of us singing the cup song oh, which was really nice yeah. so that's also a really nice memory that i've got yeah. um and yeah, so when I went out to Cyprus with both singers, she honestly her voice was just incredible, like it's mm. mesmerizing. Um I could listen to a single day. And she um she wanted a break, she wanted something new, she wanted something different, like a fresh start. So that's why I kind of invited her out with me to to Cyprus. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you for sharing that. So when <clears throat> you started it up, obviously it started with a few people. Yeah. That transformation, I guess, from then to now. Yeah what's happened if you can try and summarize it cuz a lot has happened we <laughs> yeah. know a lot's happened yeah some of the highlights i think what we could touch upon cuz there's been some great achievements hasn't there
1: yeah i would say um probably my first think fest which is the mental health awareness festival that I organised? Mm. It's quite funny because the first time I did it, I'd got four choir members on the stage, just four. That's it, singing, and they but they did a fantastic job yeah. when they sang. It was beautiful, uh, but <clears> just kind of we did have some other members, but who weren't kind of st- like yeah. confident enough to go on the stage, or um, they were on holiday or illness and things. Which um, what we do at the foundation, it's a no performance no performance pressure so if you don't if Mm. you just want to come and sing and write songs absolutely fine if you don't want to perform there's no pressure if you want to sing and you want to perform absolutely fine it's we're not like a oh you've got to audition for solos kind of thing like if you want to sing a solo and get up and show people that Mm. this is helping your mental health like do it absolutely um and yeah that first think fest it was uh It it was good. Like I'm I'm really kind of proud of that achievement, but also kind of looking back at how it's grown over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, to kind of the one last year being the most successful, which was really nice. Um and then the Baton of Hope, I think, got to touch on that because we got involved with the Baton of Hope, um and wrote their um official anthem, which is really crazy to say. (laughs) Um we got to go to a studio and record it. We got to take them on a trip to London, which was amazing because A lot of them had never been to London before and just being able to spend the day there with us all together it was really really nice Um, and then the carol services that we do every year i think is um what it's my favorite thing because it's just a a free service that the the young people get up and sing Mm. different christmas carols and different christmas songs um anybody can come it's a safe open space we've got people on hand to chat if you need it everyone gets a free hot meal and a hot drink Mm. and i mean this year we had over 200 people so it was that's was it? In. It was a really, really nice
0: day. You'll have to take over the football club soon and do it. There. I know, yeah. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> imagine. That'd be so much fun. That's amazing. After. I guess we should probably t- touch on Thinkfest a bit. Okay. I'm sure it will be happening again, won't it? It
1: will be, absolutely.
0: So for anyone who wasn't there last yeah, it's last year now. Last year, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what went on and I guess what's planned for this year? Do you have any dates yet?
1: So, um Thinkfest last year uh, so i think first days i went to Whole awareness festival um and last year we did it on vicar lane in chesterfield which i think was our best kind of venue slash area yet the first one we did it indoors Uh, The second one outdoors and then this one we kind of moved it to Vicar Lane and we do it on a Saturday um, and basically what we do is we kind of just take over Vicar Lane and we had um, the streets lined with stalls of different mental health services but all different kinds of mental health services so not your standard like IAP services it was Mm. everyone including like peer support groups, different sort of mental health small businesses, Uh, Samaritans were there, we had so many different stalls, we had over 30 which was a big achievement. 30 different organizations. And then um, in the main circle uh, of Vicar Lane under the TV screen, We had lots of different performers, um, so including the choir, which was fantastic. Uh, So we had different performers and guest speakers. So we had Mike McCarthy, who brought the Baton of Hope with him, and that was kind of like a first glimpse at the Baton, which was amazing, Um, to see it in person and to hear Mike's story. And so many people, like people were walking in the streets and stood still to listen to his story and why we're doing this, which is so important. Mm. Um, and yeah, lots of incredible singers who all kind of have a connection to mental health in some way, yeah. whether it's personally, whether it's through somebody else or because they want to help make a difference. Yeah. And then we also had, um, a spare shop, an empty shop that wasn't being used. Uh, and we put on a variety of different workshops that can help support mental health. So there was things like a community drumming circle, mm-hmm. art therapy, um, we had, a theatre group come in to talk about how uh, they're autistic and how um, theatre and acting and sort of improv improvisation, there we go, <laughs> 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 like improvisation. Yeah. Improver- oh, I'm not
0: even going to attempt it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> improvisation kind of helps manage their yeah. anxiety, um, which was really interesting, so, and they actually got some new sign-ups from oh, well. from coming to, to do that session. Mm. So, yeah, that's it's a lot of things that go into Thinkfest. It's like three yeah. different sort of, things but all working together really nicely Mm. and what was great is that um I mean I got feedback from some of the stalls that they had like new signups for example so sobs survivors of bereavement by suicide they had three new people come and join their group just from somebody walking doing the shopping on Saturday like I think it was advertised but obviously there's going to be people who didn't know what was going on and loads of people stopped to have a chat and have conversations so you know the amount of people we reached that day was
0: yeah, Phenomenal. A lot. Yeah. I think it's good as well because, like you said, it's not just those statutory services, it's not your NHS no. services, it's not your councils. It was just people from communities mm-hmm. that support people, help each other, yeah. um, and that's what it's about, really. Yeah,
1: and it's about breaking down the stigma as well. If yeah. people are openly having conversations about yeah. mental health and support in Chesterfield yeah. Town Centre, yeah. like hopefully that will help kind of break like down that stigma if people are talking definitely. more openly about it. Yeah, definitely. And also just showing to people that there's more than one option of of going to your yeah. GP, medication and therapy, which mm. is the main two that you will get from yeah. a GP there's actually so much more out there. Mm. And in Chesterfield, we, we are really lucky. Across Derbyshire, we have got a lot of groups and yeah. grassroots organisations and peer groups that do such a phenomenal, fantastic job that yeah, can definitely. work really well alongside different kinds of therapies to help people.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and if people do want to know what's locally, there's the Rethink Mental Health map. Yeah. We can pop a link into that. That's got loads of different services on it. And if there's not something that's right for you, there'll be services on there that can point you in the right direction. Um, so we'll put that on Um but yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. It's okay. So <laughs> with all of this, you know, I think your life is a lot around mental health now, isn't it? Obviously <laughs> it's your, your job, your volunteer. Yeah. How do you look after your own mental health?
1: I always say that, like, especially, you know how they say that, like, doctors make the worst patients? Yeah. Like people who work in mental health do the worst at looking after their mental yeah, 100%, health. Yeah. and is a priority because <laughs> I think everybody, like, Me, you, people who work in our sector, we always preach, like, self-care is so important. Like, it's really important to take time for yourself, step away from things if it's getting stressful, but then we will always push ourselves because we want to support as many people as we can. But I think, especially kind of over the last few months, um, it has really kind of come to the forefront that I do need to prioritise my mental health because at the end of the day, how can I do my best at supporting others if I'm not at 100%?
0: Yeah, 100%. So...
1: Things that I like to do is, I mean, the the cardigan kind of matches the vibe. I love to crochet.
0: <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I'm making my that's first amazing. jumper at the minute.
1: Yeah. Oh, so so like over Christmas, I made like little hanging plants and hats and stuff and, like little oh, coasters. What? That's so cool. Um, and I just used to do it like every night before bed. Cause like yeah. my, for me, I noticed my mental health is slipping the most Um, uh, is to do with sleep. Yeah. Um, and my sleep goes first like i'm mm. not sleeping properly staying awake till silly hours in the morning and i love my sleep yeah so i'm really groggy if i yeah, don't yeah. get the amount of sleep that i need so it was um what i started to do is you know trying to get in a good routine with my sleep so like you no know, caffeine after two o'clock and drinking like decaf teas mm. but like nice teas that yeah. i enjoy yeah, yeah. um and start doing a little crocheting before it. bed that's great and it's just kind of like that half an hour to an hour out of my day that I can think right this is time for myself my phone's not on like I'm not gonna pick it up and speak to anybody Um, I have some like music on in the background or like Netflix on but not really paying attention um, just for like background noise but I think like yeah that's for me and then I also like getting out for a walk and going to see my friends yeah I think having that space to not necessarily talk about what's going on in your life but just to see your friends and have a laugh yeah, oh yeah. is really important and yeah that that definitely helps me
0: oh, that's great does uh the choir help as well
1: oh massively they yeah. do help yeah, yeah absolutely like I I think volunteering and putting my time in and kind of seeing their growth and seeing them kind of come through as like these young people into young adults yeah. as well kind of seeing that transformation and their confidence grow and looking at their journeys from when they first started to come in to where they are now yeah. um, makes you feel like you're doing good so it makes you feel makes you feel good no, that's great <laughs> okay.
0: so when this episode comes out it will be around children's mental health week so for no one listening it will be it is sorry not will it be it is it is it is, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah the fifth <laughs> to the 11th of february so i guess we'll probably start off with Uh, and I guess it's from personal experience as well, what are the signs people can look for maybe in their child or the friend if someone's mental health is struggling?
1: I would say any sort of changes in behaviour, no matter how subtle, so that's kind of really broad and really wide, but if you've sort of know somebody who's a really kind of flamboyant, outgoing person and suddenly starts to retract, um, kind of isolating themselves away, then you can kind of notice that change. It's really obvious, but kind of if you're somebody who is naturally quite quiet themselves, it's 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 a little bit harder to notice. So it's just kind of taking that extra precaution and you know checking in. And you're yeah. never too young or too old to check in with your mm-hmm. friends, with with your children, or with each yeah. other. Um, just to be like, hey, is everything okay? And we say like they ask twice. And yeah. again, I think that's a really really good message that people should learn from a young age. Mm-hmm to be able to talk about that with their friends. So yeah, I think it's anything from becoming like isolating themselves, kind of, you know, spending more time in your bedroom, um, away from people, um, being more tearful, not yeah. wanting to, and not wanting to talk about stuff, kind of avoiding questions. From my own experience, yeah. from kind of the young people that I work with, um, they're kind of like the main things that, that yeah. go
0: on. And that's what I want to hear. We want to hear, you know, from your experience, obviously you support so many young people, um, it's good to hear that. And just for anyone listening, the ask twice thing—I think, think sometimes it can be made of a joke of, yeah—but it is mm-hmm. really important, and it doesn't have to be some like robotic thing. It is literally just, "How are you doing?" And then everyone just goes, "Yeah, I'm all right." It's and automatic, it's <laughs> like a <laughs> reflex. Yeah, just taking that time, just like, "Look, mate, are you sure? Are you sure you're all right?" It just like you said, it takes that time just for them to think again. Um, um. What can affect a young person's mental health? That's what I'm trying to. Trying to get out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what we see a lot is a lot around bullying mm-hmm. and abuse. This can be at school, it can be at home. Yeah. You know, we're seeing it a lot more online now. Um, grieving. I think a lot, a lot of people overlook that young people do grieve a lot, whether yeah. it's for a family member, uh, even celebrities and stuff like that. Oh, you know, absolutely. It, it can, pets. Yeah. Pets, pets is big one. Yeah, definitely. And then a big one, you know, breakdown in friendships and loneliness. A lot of young people now are lonely, even though we live in a world of social media mm-hmm. and constant connections, I think it is just, it can be lonely, can't it? Oh, it can you be. You know, we've all, <laughs> we've all felt it, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: it, it, I think it was, there was a st- statistic, I can't say the word statistic on the news the other day, um, around, they were doing around Christmas, the Christmas period, yeah. and it was that there was more young people who felt lonely over the Christmas period than older adults and over 65s, mm. which well, is, you know, yeah, it's not really something that you would expect yeah so it just kind of open your eyes that you know young people do get really lonely you
0: yeah. know it's so important to meet up with people have those in person yeah, conversations have those and... conversations and re- really connect um because it's so easy isn't you know, it, just to get in that pit of i don't want to do anything today i don't want to go out and yeah so. absolutely yeah if someone may be struggling uh from your experience is there any advice you'd give to someone who may be feeling low? Obviously, come to the you know Georgia Bird Foundation. That's, yeah, that's co- just co- a... come and sing at choir. Yeah. Why
1: not? If you're between 11 to 25, yeah, come to choir. It's free. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest things um, or bit of advice I would give is to not bottle it up. Um, hmm. I am a sucker for doing that. Like, I'm terrible for doing it. And I know a lot of people are too. But the more that you learn to open up, um, the easier it gets. And there's always somebody who will listen. So you might just think, oh, I don't want to burden people. Nobody mm. wants to hear my problems. Like, they're already dealing with a lot, so I can't put anything else on other people. The thing is, friendships are there and connections are there for a reason. Like, trust a family member. Like, your parents will want to know if you're struggling. But if you don't feel comfortable talking to your parents, which, you know, some people don't, mm. there are other people who you can speak to. Uh, and it's just important to talk to somebody and it doesn't matter how big or how small you think the problem is the more that you bottle it up things will just keep piling on top and piling on top and piling on top until there's no more room in your body to hold any more of this kind of feelings of emotions and it will just kind of explode and that's what you you want to avoid so the more you start talking about it the easier things will get um so yeah always talk to somebody
0: the best analogy and i still think it is is the balloon you know if you Imagine you know when you blow into a balloon, that's the stress building up, anxiety. It mm-hmm. could be exams, you know, everything, and it will pop, won't it? Exactly. But if you talk to someone, every time you talk to someone, a bit of air comes out of the balloon, um, and it will help. Thanks. And for parents or adults mm-hmm. listening, do listen. You don't need to have the answers. No. To you know it, um, and, and and to be fair, you probably won't have the answers. I wouldn't have the answers. I don't have the answers <laughs> no. either.
1: I think but that's the thing. It's just about listening. Um, because sometimes people, when you're feeling low, it's not necessarily about having those answers. It's just about offloading yeah. and getting that information out there. Cause automatically when you tell someone, you might think, Oh, I feel a little bit better now that somebody yeah. else knows and is kind of sharing that understands what I'm going through. And is just kind of there for me. If I need to talk, they yeah. don't necessarily need to have the answers. And you know, um, like I said, a lot of people don't, it is just listening and, yeah. and hearing that person and just being there for support. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think just, yeah, trying to make the time for it, you know, and don't put it off and you just sit sit down and listen to them and yeah. Yeah, try and try and let the barriers down a bit. I think, you know, if if a young person is coming to you to open up that's a brave thing to it do. is really brave and um,
1: not, I think as well not making like a huge deal out of it that they've done it. it's like oh my goodness you've come to talk yeah. to me what can I do how can I help like this is this is really good that you're doing yeah. this kind of like smothering you'd yeah. kind of want to yeah. avoid that but also as well you know don't go completely opposite end yeah. and, and and don't care like yeah, if a young yeah. person's coming to you like thank them and say you know what you've done is really brave like mm. thank you so much for opening up to me um and then you can kind of take that conversation I mean probably most of that time the conversation won't need to go any further yeah but obviously if they do show signs of kind of concern um, yeah. for their safety or anything else, then they do. Obviously, you'd need to kind of pass it over to.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's a list, we'll put a link to the Emotional Health and Wellbeing website Perfect. as well. And there's a list of local services, statutory services, you know, different places yeah. that can support young people. Uh, is there any, I don't know, last words of wisdom you'd like <laughs> to share? Fountain of Knowledge. Or oh god, I don't know. When's the next <laughs> Think Fest? Is there any what's coming up for the choir?
1: Okay, so um coming up for the choir, uh at the moment we had our first session back last night actually which amazing. was really nice. Lovely. Um and they sound amazing. We're working on a new <laughs> song and it's so good. Oh, Can't wait for everyone to hear it. So that's going to be at Think Fest. Um we are looking to do Think Fest again in May. We're looking it's either going to be the 18th which is the Saturday during Mental Health Awareness Week or yep. potentially the week after cool. because of availability. Um, and we're actually working on an album. So we've got some, we received a little bit of funding um, from the Derbyshire Music Partnership. Um, So, because the experience of going to the recording studio for the Baton of Hope um, single was just incredible and they were quite nervous to start with, but then seeing them go for it and then being able to kind of see them hear what they produce was just amazing. And I want them to have something that's kind of personal for them, so they can tell their individual stories that's through their lovely. music mm. and kind of just say what they want to say through yeah. their messages. So yeah, we're we're going back to the studio and working on an album. That's
0: incredible. Very exciting. We'll <laughs> pop a link into the button of Hope Anthem, for because you can buy it on all of the platforms,
1: all major music streaming yeah. platforms.
0: Um. So and it is great. You as can well. even ask
1: Alexa. That's yeah.
0: lovely. Thank you. And. Um, do follow us and the George Bird Foundation on socials because that's where we'll share information around ThinkFest, around what they do and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's great. So, thank you. No, thank no, you for I having really me. It's been great. I really appreciate you coming in. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we will be popping links for everything we've sort of discussed uh, on our socials in the description below as well. And you've been listening to the Let's Chat Derbyshire podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share this with a young person that you may know. Uh, our episodes will be released every first and third Tuesday of the month. Thank you. I got